0: Good Monday, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you. This is the Green Zone. And yes, I can confirm after being outdoors for all of 30 seconds today, it's that damn cold outside. Um, so I hope you're staying warm today. We're going to have a little bit of a watch party here on the Green Zone today. The Buffalo Bills kick things off, of course, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 3 30 Saskatchewan time. So we'll keep you up to date. I'll watch a little football together this afternoon as the NFL playoffs continue. Of course, this game was supposed to be played yesterday. But have you seen the images over the last 24, 48 hours from Buffalo, New York? Of course, the governor there shut down travel for a day. Like, don't go anywhere. Apparently, the only people allowed to travel in Buffalo were the Vancouver Canucks and the San Jose Sharks. Because. The Vancouver Canucks actually bust from Buffalo uh, to Toronto to to get to Columbus today. And there's a lot of matinee hockey going on right now because it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States. Uh, So, But Buffalo and Highmark Stadium snowed in. There will be people showing up to the game today in Buffalo, New York, and they will not have a seat to sit in unless they brought a shovel. They just have not had enough time to clear the stadium. All they've been doing recently in the update is this, they've been clearing the steps. That's it. Just to get up and down and in and out of the stadium. That's what they've been clearing. They're trying to do as much of clearing the seat areas as possible, but it's going to be, but the field is, like looks as perfect as you can expect because, of course, they tarp it all off and they've been clearing snow off the tarp over the last, like, constantly. Over the last 48 hours since the snow started flying Saturday, uh, they've been driving that thing and the field looks gr- in great condition for a playoff game today. But, yeah. Bring your toboggans and your shovels uh, for the fans in Buffalo. So that game is first up and then NFL Wild Soup wild card weekend uh, ends in a lot warmer climate in uh, tampa as the philadelphia eagles the defending nfc champions who are floundering into the playoffs uh, take on the box later tonight so there's a lot to discuss today but ladies and gentlemen i have a question for you to start How about damn Cowboys? Love, Jones, getting near the goal line. Is he in? He is! Touchdown, Green Bay on the opening drive. Aaron Jones up the gut, surging forward. He's in! Touchdown, Green Bay! Here's Love. Pressure. Back foot throw. End zone. It is caught for the touchdown! Second and two here, though. Here's Prescott over the middle. It's going to be picked off! And no one in front of him. Darnell Savage. Touchdown. 27 to nothing. 27-nothing. Green Bay Packers led the Dallas Cowboys. And out of wild card weekend, it wasn't the game of the weekend. The game of the weekend came last night between Detroit and Dallas. But that was the story of the weekend the number two-seeded Dallas Cowboys, can Dak Prescott finally break through, get the Cowboys to an NFC Championship game for the first time in nearly 30 years? Could this be the season of the Cowboys? No, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of the National Football League, except with a more recent title than 1967. I... Couldn't believe it. What? Not that they lost. Like, you lose to Jordan Love in one of the hottest offenses in the National Football League. That's fine. Okay. But at least show up on Sunday. Like, at least show that you are prepared to play a playoff football game at the most important time of the year. Matt LaFleur absolutely school Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, the head coach and defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys in last night's game, Jordan love became the next one for the green Bay Packers last night. When you watch that football game and you see what number 10 with the green Bay Packers was doing and the different arm angles and a lot of QBs can do this now, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, but he's throwing sidearm, he's throwing around people, he's throwing off his back foot, complete arm strength all the way downfield. It was a masterpiece of quarterbacking by Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. And then on the other sideline, you have Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb who have had a great season together. One of the best quarterback-receiver duos in the National Football League this season, look completely lost. Like, when you see the quarterback going up to the receiver and the amount of chemistry Dak Prescott has with CeeDee Lamb on route combinations and what they're supposed to do at different times, and seeing him, what are you doing? What are you supposed to be? It's like, what? This is the playoffs. You've had 17 games to get to this point. You are at home, a place you haven't lost since September 11, 2022, when Tom Brady came in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had a 16-game home winning streak going into that one as the two-seed against the seven-seed Green Bay Packers and lay an absolute egg. And that's why we're waiting for Mike McCarthy to be fired. And of course, the quick thing is, where's Bill? Bring in Bill Belichick to the Dallas Cowboys. How about this? How about look at Dan Campbell and Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and, and, and on down the list? Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins, I know they just were frozen solid, brains and all, for the Miami Dolphins in Kansas City on Saturday. But... Okay, Bill has shown us he might be past his prime in coaching, tactics, everything else. Maybe he's not the answer. But we have known this. It's something Green Bay figured out. It's something Jerry Jones should have figured out as he watched that game last night. Mike McCarthy is not him when it comes to the next great head coach to lead the Cowboys to a championship like Jimmy Johnson way back in the day and, of course, later Barry Switzer. So it was pretty well over early for the Dallas Cowboys, and I kept my promise to Britton Gray. I did not text him at all on Sunday. Now, he told me that some of his buddies didn't have the same respect That his phone was blowing up as the Cowboys were blowing up. But I didn't do it. I said I wasn't going to text you. I did add him on X at one point, but I didn't say anything about social media. But it wasn't a direct message. I can't wait to hear what Britton Gray, Cowboy Die Hard, has to say coming up a little later on in the show today. As the Cowboys embarrassed themselves in the playoffs. But again, who didn't embarrass themselves was Jordan Love and Aaron Jones and Romeo Dobbs and a great Green Bay team who now will have to travel to San Francisco. Best of luck to you, but they made it to a divisional weekend in the NFL. Of course, the other games, the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, amazing stuff. Not only were he and his head coach, the first rookie head coach quarterback duo to make the playoffs, but of course that means the first one to win a football game and C.J. Stroud was unbelievable. The game of the week, though, was Detroit and Dallas, at least Detroit and the L.A. Rams, at least for now. That Rams-Lions game last night was something else. Now, will I admit I'm wrong about the Detroit Lions that they're the most overrated team in football? I'm going to have to. Because it's the Dallas Cowboys. They take the title this year as the most overrated team in football. As the number two seed. Miami's probably number two. But I still want to see what Detroit can do. Although they're going to roll over Tampa or Philly, whoever comes out of this game tonight. What do you think of the NFL playoffs? One eight seven seven we are actually going to go to Dallas. Long-time Cowboys reporter, NBC Sports, Pro Football Talk, Shereen Williams will join us. Hall of Fame voter has been in Dallas and covered Jerry Jones and the Cowboys for a long time. She'll bring us some great perspective on the future of the Dallas Cowboys after whatever that was uh, yesterday. Also, we'll keep you up to date on the NHL matinee hockey going on right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs last night choked away a lead in three straight games, and Ilya Samsonov came back, looked good early, didn't finish that great uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And we will tell the story, and maybe it's the story of hockey, of what happened with the Newfoundland Growlers in the ECHL with Shoresy regular, former eighth overall pick Terry Ryan. At 47 years old, gets a call from his buddy. We need some players. Can can you come in and maybe fill out the a roster spot for us? He did more than that. He got in a fight yesterday in his first pro game in about 20 years, and uh, you'll hear uh, the 13 minute post game of Terry Ryan is something to watch about how meaningful that was last night. Uh, the Newfie guy, he of course, made his uh, television debut with, a little bit with Letterkenny doing the Newfie chants or taunts at some of the uh, people on Letterkenny. So Terry Ryan suited up for the Newfoundland Growlers yesterday uh, to continue his career. And coming up, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have officially announced who their coaches are. Uh, for 2024, and there's a lot of familiar names. We'll tell you who's coming to Saskatchewan next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
1: 225
0: here in the green zone. The fans have, uh, are being allowed into uh, Highmark Stadium in Buffalo for the Bills and the Steelers game, kicking off in about an hour. Like, they don't know where they're going. There's so much snow in the stands, they can't see row numbers or seat numbers in, or in many sections. Like, some of the videos, it's ridiculous. There's like three feet of snow. They're shoveling out with their hands. They go, is this my seat? No, this isn't our row. Oh, okay. So, good luck to them. Hopefully the Bills don't play like the Cowboys or all that snow is going to be on the field by halftime. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders announced their coaching staff for 2024, the first coaching staff under the direction of the new head coach, Corey Mace, who, by the way, is coming up on the Green Zone later this afternoon. 5.35 will be the Riders' head coach. And a lot of names he'll recognize. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Mark Mueller, of course, special teams coordinator, has already been announced. But he'll be joined by Edwin Harrison, former Stampeder offensive lineman, a Grey Cup champion, most recently the running backs coach of the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, So he makes his way over to Saskatchewan. Marquay McDaniel, very familiar name, former CFL receiver. He's been coaching in the league with the Alouettes and most recently with the Calgary Stampeders since his great career as a receiver with the Stamps. And Anthony Vitale is back as a running backs coach. He was the offensive line coach last year. Uh, He remains as the running backs coach as Edwin Harrison is the O-line coach. On the defensive side, Josh Bell makes his way over from the Toronto Argonauts. Pass, he's defensive pass game coordinator and DB's coach, Philip Daniels, who is a Super Bowl champion, defensive line coach of the Eagles staff, one of the best defensive lines in 2019 in the National Football League, uh, has resumed his coaching career with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as D-line coach and J.C. Sherritt another familiar name former linebacker in Edmonton is back in the Canadian Football League as linebackers and run game coordinator of the defense Jordan Lennon defensive assistant coming over from the Edmonton Elks and they've hired an assistant special teams coach as well named Jeff Higgins again Corey Mace will talk more about his coaching staff and what he learned in Nashville at the uh, winter meetings in the Canadian Football League at
1: 535 How one
0: I Nye with you here in the Green Zone. Congratulations if you were one of the uh, smart people who booked a vacation to Mexico or something like that. Because what was it this morning? Minus 52 wind chill. Not fun. Buses canceled all over the place. And we're into it uh, when it comes to winter weather. It was minus, I think, 35 Celsius for the Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, Miami Dolphins and it looked like the Dolphins' brains also froze over in that one. Like last night, the Dallas Cowboys were getting their butts whooped, But they were playing hurry up. They looked like a team that was trying to, hey, who knows? We're down three scores. Maybe a miracle can happen. Miami? They threw a pass down the middle. The guy goes down, and they they took the clock all the way down to one second. I'm like, okay, clearly they just given up to get. Like, can we go back to Miami now? So, the Dolphins are out, but the bigger surprise was what happened in Dallas yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys were down 27 to nothing at home to the Green Bay Packers. In Jordan Love's first playoff start, he looked like the KG veteran with Dak Prescott looking a little bit lost early. Shereen Williams has covered the NFL for over 30 years on the Hall of Fame voting committee and writes for Pro Football Talk and joins us now. Shereen, always appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jenny.
0: When Jerry Jones, after the game, calls it yeah. one of the more shocking things he's seen in his life for the Cowboys, what does that tell you about what happened yesterday against Green Bay?
1: Well, I've covered Jerry for a really long time. I was there last night, asking a number of those questions, and just, I've never seen him like that. Just a glazed, stunned, numb look. I mean, they expected to beat the Packers, maybe not handily, but they expected to beat the Packers and move on and host a playoff game next week, figuring it would probably be Detroit again, who they played, obviously, a few weeks ago. But didn't work out like that for them they were never in that game start to finish 48 32 it wasn't that close if you missed watching it 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 wasn't that close it was never in doubt the Packers controlled things from start to finish the Cowboys just didn't look like they were ready to play the thing is they weren't ready to play on on in any phase I mean they made early mistakes in all three phases and it just killed them And, you know, if the defense had played good or the offense had played good, it would have bought some time for the other unit to get it going. But they all played bad. Every unit played bad. Every unit made a mistake. And so they got run out of their own building pretty early. Uh, And it was just a huge disappointment. A lot of disappointment here uh, in DFW today um, because they expected more from this team. And, of course, people are calling for Mike McCarthy's head and Dak Prescott's head and and uh, Jerry Jones is going to have to figure things out and figure out what he wants to do and do it in a hurry because if you're looking to get in the coaching market, you need to do it. You need to do it right away.
0: Okay. Shereen, everybody's hiring Bill Belichick as the next Cowboys head coach. Mike McCarthy hasn't even been fired yet. Do you think that could be a reality?
1: (laughs) Well, I kept saying no, 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 no. It will never happen. Jerry doesn't want to give up that power. He doesn't want to give up the millions that it would cost to hire Bill Belichick. But there was only one scenario where I thought Mike McCarthy wouldn't be back. And in, in, in the case that Mike McCarthy wouldn't be back, I figured the next head coach of the Cowboys would be Dane Quinn, their defensive coordinator, who, of course, was a former head coach of the Falcons. The one scenario that couldn't happen happened, that you get embarrassed at home by the Packers in the wildcard ground. That happened. So now I think everything's on the table I think Dan Quinn's not going to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. I don't know how you could sell Dan Quinn to the fan base after what happened. The defense was every bit as bad as the offense was. I mean, they had no sacks. They couldn't get any pressure on Jordan Love. They played more zone coverage than they played all season. They switched from man. That certainly didn't work. Nothing they did defensively was very good. Um, No takeaways. Uh, They're also this season when they don't have a takeaway. So all those things. So, uh, back to your point, you know, I, I would have told you a week ago there's no possible way it could happen. And after seeing Jerry and the look on his face, the way things went yesterday, I think every single thing is on the table right now, including Bill Belichick for this team.
0: Shereen Williams uh, joining us has uh, covered the NFL for over 30 years and, of course, now with Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports covering the Cowboys in Dallas-Fort Worth. What about Dak? What do yeah. they do with Dak Prescott as a quarterback who hasn't gotten them, hasn't even gotten them to an NFC Championship game yet?
1: Well, they're in a pickle because Dak Prescott's under contract next season, last season of his contract, for almost $60 million, $59.5 million. You can't have that cap hit on your books. So the only way to get that cap hit off your books is, is A, to get rid, get rid of Dak Prescott, which you really can't do without redoing the contract. Uh, And he has a no trade clause. So really the only way to do it is to extend that contract. Um, But by extending that contract, you're of course committing 50 to $55 million a year to Dak Prescott, who now is two and five in the postseason. I just, I don't know that they want to do that. So I don't know what they're going to do with Dak Prescott, and I, if I'm them, I'm not really certain that he's the quarterback now who's going to lead me to a Super Bowl title, as you said. He hasn't gotten him to a championship game. So, you know, I have real questions about what they're going to do there. Um, I, I think it's a 99% chance he's their quarterback next year. Now, I will say this. They traded for Trey Lance, and they traded for Trey Lance for a reason. And if they see anything, there's no reason you can't have that cross out on your roster and play Trey Lance. But I just don't know how you live with that $59 million cap hit. Uh, that would just eat up uh, your cap. It's just such a high percentage of your cap. I just don't know what they do. So, man, they, they have a ton of questions. And by the way, a ton of free agents that they've got to figure out a way to keep. But the first one is obviously getting that $59 million cap hit down. And there's no other way to do that except by extending his contract. So they may be stuck, for lack of a better word, with Dak Prescott for a while.
0: Shereen, do you agree you've covered the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, as you mentioned, a long time? Is this the most embarrassing playoff game in Cowboys, maybe, history?
1: Boy, it's got to rank right up there because – you know, they had never given up more than thirty eight points in a playoff game in their history. And that wasn't all the defense. I mean Dak Prescott threw a pick six and had another one to uh Jair Alexander at the at the nineteen that led to a touchdown. So really the offense gave up fourteen points. But nonetheless, you know, forty eight points is the most that this team's ever given up in, in a playoff game in their history. Uh, expected to win, seven point favorites, playing at home, wild card round, number two seed. Everything in front of you can host the playoff game next week. Great chance to go on to the NFC Championship game. So yeah, I I don't know if it's the if it's the most uh disappointing game they've ever had. There's there's been a few obviously in their uh, in in their uh time. The, you know, Super Bowls, the couple of Super Bowl losses to the Steelers come to mind for me right away. Um, as two really disappointing losses for them. Um But I they, those certainly weren't as, as embarrassing as this one was. This was a flat-out embarrassing loss for this team. So, yeah, I, you know, they lost the wild card round two years ago to the 49ers, but that was a close game. They had a chance to win it. It wasn't an embarrassment. This was a flat-out embarrassment. So, yeah, I, I think it it certainly ranks up there in the top five for sure, and it may be number one.
0: Okay, I know there's probably some uh, cheeseheads out there going, G- give, some pa- give the Packers some love. And yeah, speaking absolutely. of love, uh, Jordan Love, you, you yeah. covered the Cowboys against Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. What did you think of Jordan Love's debut in the playoffs?
1: Unbelievable. Uh, you know, he and CJ Stroud both, if you look at their numbers, are almost exactly the same. He had a maximum passer rating until they brought him back in the game and he threw a late incompletion. Uh, that took his, his passer rating to 157.2, which obviously is still outstanding, three touchdowns. You know, uh, he was far better in his first year as a full-time starter than Aaron Rodgers was. I mean, that's you can look at the stats and say that. Look what he did in the postseason and say that. Look at the team's win-loss record and say that. Um, you know, I'm not making news here by, by saying that. I mean, you just compare the two side by side. Jordan Love was better than Aaron. I'm not saying he's going to be better for his, his entire career but compare Aaron Rodgers' first year as a full-time starter to Jordan Love's first year as a full-time starter, and Jordan Love was a better quarterback. Um, now he still has a ways to go, and and certainly a long way to go to, to do what Aaron Rodgers has done, but you can just see the growth. In the last five games, he, he's been unbelievable, over 70% completion percentage, 1,300 yards, I think 12 touchdowns, no interceptions over the last five games. So he's just gotten better and better and better throughout this season. Um, and, and you know, I don't think they have real great weapons. Uh Romeo Dobbs had 151 yards yesterday, but I wouldn't call him a great receiver. So I think, you know, as they build that team and get him some better weapons out there, and Jones has been hurt most of the season. He had 118 and three touchdowns yesterday, but he's been hurt most of the year. But I think as they get him better weapons, too, he's going to be even better uh and really grow into that role. But I, I to me, and I wrote this, last night i think this solidifies their decision to move on from rogers or validates it uh and, and and stick with jordan love and and i just think they have their franchise quarterback and they'll have him for a long time
0: okay final one how quick does jerry jones make a decision in dallas on what's going to happen next
1: I think he's got to make it by the end of the week. And I do think – I don't think it'll be knee-jerk. I do think he will talk to Mike McCarthy. He will take his time. He will consider everything uh, before he moves on. Now, Mike McCarthy's got one year on his contract. So if he decides to bring back Mike McCarthy, I don't think he extends him. And, and, you know, people are – other writers are saying, well, you can't do that. He did the same thing with Jason Garrett. Of course you can do that. You put the pressure all on him next season – to win a playoff game or two or however far you think he needs to go before you extend that contract. So if Mike McCarthy does come back, he's coming back on the deal he has left on his contract one more year, and they'll put all the pressure on him. But I I don't know. After after seeing what I saw last night, I I don't know that they bring him back.
0: Well, Shereen, always appreciate you taking the time for Saskatchewan. It could be an interesting week uh, for those in the Dallas area. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Shereen Williams, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports. And, yeah, she was in that scrum last night with Jerry. Jerry looked completely stunned. Completely stunned. This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is... uh, uh, that degree, I know how disappointed everybody is. Uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm floored. And so uh, uh, not that there's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. And
1: uh, I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear, and I know that. But that's not the
0: point. The point is that uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, disappointed for everybody. There's Jerry Jones, uh, owner. Of course, the man who runs the football ops uh, for the Cowboys. What do you think happens next? There's no chance Mike McFar- McCarthy can come back. As good a year they had, you look how ill prepared they were, and yeah, you can't do it. At least I'd be I'd be surprised if they bring Mike McCarthy back. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. You can go to at Green Zone SK right now on. X Twitter whatever you want to call it a little bit of a video of some Steeler fans trying to find their seats in Buffalo they are snowed in field looks great it looks it's pristine for football after the snowstorm they had in the buffalo area but the stands yeah good good luck finding row 20 seat 3 you need a snowblower to get in there. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
1: Hepbridge Farm remembers. 99.
0: On this day in sports history, it was January the 15th. It was 1990. What would it be like to be fired for your brother? Well, it happened to Brian Murray. The Washington Capitals fired head coach Brian Murray, replaced him with his brother Terry, who had been coaching in the minors. And on this day in 1997, in Dennis Rodman moments... It was on this day, January 15th. You remember when he kicked the cameraman right in the. <laughs> that happened today in sports in 1997. It was during a game against Minnesota. He would pay Eugene Amos $200,000 in a settlement and was suspended 11 games, it was Dennis Rodman of the Chicago Bulls.